0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from March 30th until April 6th, where over the next week, we're going to experience the Aries new moon that has an ongoing dance between the sun, Mercury, and Chiron, Plus, we have Venus entering Pisces, the astrological sign that she can really relax into, especially after a very intense journey. We'll have Mars conjunct Saturn this week, and we'll see both Venus and Mars in Aquarius squaring the North Node, and the South Node. So this is significant, and this is actually what I want to start with because we're currently in this energy cycle where Saturn in Aquarius is asking you to really check in, get clear, get focused, get centered on what is part of your future and what is not. Saturn in Aquarius connects us to responsibilities, commitments, what we need to take care of, where we need to focus, show up, get work done. And in Aquarius, it's really about where you're going, what's next, what's new. Perhaps that is even a challenge. Perhaps there's things where you're not quite certain of what's next or what's new. But now that Saturn in Aquarius has actually entered the third deacon of Aquarius, there's energies here that we are refining, we are sculpting and working with to make that vision a reality. And Saturn is about our real world. So here we have Saturn and Aquarius fine-tuning a vision, an idea, a direction, and wanting you to look at, well, what do I need to do to get there? How do I build that, create that, make that a part of my reality? So there is this strong focus on where we're going and what that really means to us based on who you are now. I see this Aquarius energy as not only being the typical descriptions of Aquarius, which is about the future, advancements. What is different, unconventional, a new way of doing something on your own? Aquarius can very much be about entrepreneurship, going your own way, understanding your own gifts and working with them, fully owning them. But I also see this Aquarius energy as the potentials that our soul knows. So there's a frequency here of your own soul's knowingness becoming more concrete. And this can open you up to the people, which is Aquarius, that you're meant to connect with, work with, interact with. It can open up these new soul contracts that you're ready to experience or bring into your reality. And it's also about making something real in your life that perhaps was just a long distance dream, you know, something out on the horizon, something that you could see, but maybe it wasn't quite clear. Well, Saturn brings it front and center and then shows us the process that needs to be put in place, even how to take simple steps to get to where we're going. Because typically Saturn wants a linear Plan, And it's fascinating how this Aquarius energy can be very quantum. It can be multiple directions, you know, multiple openings. But Saturn in Aquarius is helping you put together and streamline something that is the direction of where you want to go. So understanding this is helping us know ourselves, understand more of what is calling to us at a soul level, which is interesting when you consider that Aquarius is an air sign, a fixed sign, a mental sign, can have a very fixed vision or ideal. And what I'm feeling here is that especially with the strong Pisces energies that we're opening up to, there's still things we don't quite see. We don't maybe see the whole scope of the vision, it can almost feel like something is a mirage, which would be part of that Pisces influence. But over this next week, Saturn in Aquarius is strong and will continue to be strong throughout April as it's going to make an exact square to the North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio at 23 degrees. And I feel like part of what we're moving towards is that real clarity. So then we had on March 28th, Venus conjunct Saturn. And on March 4th and 5th, we will have Mars conjunct Saturn in Aquarius. And what I'm feeling energetically is that Saturn is the gatekeeper. Also, the timekeeper. And as both Venus and Mars make a conjunction here to Saturn, we're understanding what stays, what goes, how we go forward and what we release and let go of because it's not meant to travel with you any further. And I do see that Saturn as being a reality check that's actually asking you to go deeper into what supports your self-worth, self-value, what you desire and what you want, because not everything can actually go forward. And so we have a very interesting dance here where not only do we have Venus and Mars making an exact conjunction to Saturn, but they're also working with the nodes of fate. And the North Node in Taurus is ruled by Venus, So here comes Venus working with Saturn, karma done, karma complete, over, not going back, goodbye, there's the exit. It's kind of like this very decisive energy. And the same is true for Mars when Mars is conjunct Saturn, Mars being one of the co-rulers of the south node in Scorpio. So Mars is showing you what you no longer desire or feel an attachment to where there's no longer passion, no longer energy for something because of how you shifted in your own frequency and what has a magnetic attraction and what does not. Now keep in mind that south node in Scorpio can be all or nothing. It's all in, it's all out. This is where you have that feeling of I just no longer have a connection to someone or they feel dead to me or there's something here that isn't a part of my future or what I feel called to do next. So we have strong relationship karmic completions right now as both Venus and And Mars, not only are conjunct Saturn, but are squaring the nodes of how we're growing next, what supports you, where there's new energy coming in that wants you to blossom, to build, to grow. And that's because that North Node in Taurus is very clear as well. And it's clear in a way that makes things simple. Almost like what's the simpler desire And don't overcomplicate it by going too much into the Scorpio energies because there's things that are going to come together they're going to be shown to you, the process will reveal itself. But right now, I just feel this very strong karmic completion in relationship dynamics, perhaps relationship patterns, relationship karma, the kind of people you've connected with, the kind of people you've been attracted to, the types of people you work with or that are in your environment. All of that could feel like it's finally changing. And you take a look at how we had this very intense Venus retrograde in Capricorn where she was interacting with Pluto multiple times, three times, and that Pluto in Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So the energy trail is whatever came up for you during that Venus retrograde, this is where you have more mental clarity. And there's an energetic shift here. It feels like turning a corner. It feels like throwing... Something out the window or dropping the baggage. I mean, it just feels like there's a shift that we're moving through that relates to the previous Venus retrograde energies, but now you have a deeper knowingness and you've completed or moved through whatever karma needed to be realized. And again, this can be something that's just internal for you like you just feel it, you sense it, you know it, you know it in your beingness and that's part of the Aquarius energy. So Venus has had a very intense journey and she's going to enter Pisces on April 5th and this is a beautiful energy for her. And in fact, this Venus is going to be so supported as she journeys through Pisces because she's also going to have the support of Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces. And in fact, at the end of April, On that Taurus solar eclipse, Venus is the ruler of Taurus. She's the ruler of that solar eclipse. She's exactly conjunct Jupiter at 27 degrees of Pisces during that Taurus solar eclipse. This is where there can be big openings. And we always kind of get excited in the world of astrology when Venus is conjunct Jupiter. Because that's typically a beautiful energy, very creative, very expressive, very loving. It's romantic. It has this energy of wanting to expand the heart. And so when Venus is conjunct Jupiter, we love that but now it has even more amplification and it packs a more powerful punch because she's also the ruler of the eclipse. So there's energies at the end of April that feel like big heart openings, that feel like something expansive, and supportive coming through, which is essentially a beautiful divine reward for Venus considering the turmoil and turbulence she's been through since her retrograde in Capricorn. Now also keep in mind that Venus was the ruler as well when we had the Taurus lunar eclipse back in November. 2021, which activated a Pleiadian energy point at 27 degrees of Taurus. And now she's also at 27 degrees, 27 degrees of Pisces. So she's connecting with that Taurus lunar eclipse point. So if you're not understanding all of this astrology lingo, let me break it down for you. We have been deeply reprogrammed and deconditioned by this Venus energy that is showing us more of what we need, what we want, what resonates, what feels good, what's a match, what is right in your heart, what is a truer and higher expression of self-value, self-worth, what you're here to create, express, how you're ready to connect or open, how you're ready to really have more of the truer connections in your life and in your world. And by the end of April, there are new energies opening up that bring that in. So all of this is replenishing and showing you more of the work you've put in, what you've been understanding about your own Venus journey over the past six months, and what you're done with karmically complete with turned a corner and it just no longer fits it's almost like when your heart grows bigger anything that's too small isn't as fulfilling it doesn't feel like a good fit or a good match it can feel like it's not enough but then you're honoring how you are more you are more than enough you have expanded and grown the heart has been enlightened So this is a very big energy and we'll keep talking about it through April. So then as Mars makes this conjunction to Saturn, April 4th and 5th, that can feel like you are required to slow down or stop. And it's a bit like being in your car, in your vehicle, which is Mars, also in your body, which is Mars, and you're in your vehicle and you're driving behind a very respectable officer of the law who's going five miles below the speed limit. And so you have a choice to make here. Do you pass the officer and perhaps have some consequences, which is Saturn, or do you slow down? Work with this energy responsibly. Know that it's something that is just happening in this moment of time and that it's meant to help you be more conscious, be more focused, be more aware. There's also a maturity here, as is always the case with Saturn. So Mars conjunct Saturn can be frustrating if you don't have a healthy outlet For that Mars anger, that Mars expression or desire. Uh, Mars can get very frustrated and can feel repressed. And then it all comes out through a trigger or through something that gets to him. But the Mars. Energy with Saturn is meant to be maturing that, Saturn being the father, Mars being the oldest son. So there could be that dynamic in place between a father and son. There could be something that you're meant to learn or understand, something you're meant to respect, or just give it time so, this is certainly a slow down influence, but it can serve a purpose when you work with it, when you're aware of it, and you're very intentional around your own energy. Then Mars moves on and squares the north node and the south node at 22 degrees. And this is also a choice point. What direction am I going to go with? What matters to me right now. And getting back to that visual of being in the vehicle, it's where you can be stopped at a stop sign, and you can either go left or right. And right would be the south node in Scorpio, left would be the north node in Taurus. What are you going to choose? And Mars has a natural affinity with Scorpio, so that could feel easier. But there's something about Mars that maybe wants things to be simple or maybe just wants to stick to what he knows about his own needs right now, his own sense of self-worth, self-value, the Taurus energies of what he's wanting to make simpler in his life, or just feeling like he could use some peace, some harmony, something enjoyable. So this is always interesting because that Mars squaring the South Node and the North Node is a choice point that might not be conscious at first, but it's showing you where you've been. So if Mars goes right to that south node in Scorpio, you might find that it's a dead end. You might find that there's something there that you just circle back around. You're like, nope, that's not where I want to go. Been there, done that. It's too much, too complicated, too intense. I've learned a lot from that experience and I want something different now. So of course, take this as it resonates with you, but I feel like this is a time, this is a week to be very intentional. Now, the reason why Mars is also extra important at this time is because Mars is the ruler of Aries. So let's get to the Aries energy as we have the sun in Aries, Chiron in Aries, Mercury in Aries, and they're all gathered together during this Aries new moon on March 31st, April 1st, depending on your time zone, and it is occurring at 11 and 12 degrees of Aries. So we're going to see here an ongoing dance between the Sun, Mercury, and Chiron, all making conjunctions to each other on April 1st and April 2nd. So we have the Aries new moon, then we have these planets all gathering at 12 degrees of aries exactly so essentially this new moon it's going to really start to build march 31st it's exact april 1st depending on your time zone but the energy still carries through the weekend and is strong on april 2nd so these are three days to be very conscious and aware of your own energy your own needs, your root chakra, the lower aspects of Aries can come out and be exerted. This can be anger, impatience, frustration, impulsiveness, something that gets a reaction from you. It can be triggering, hurtful, something that just feels like ouch, a giant ouch. However, this energy is not new. It actually started working with us last June, July when Chiron was first at 12 degrees of Aries. So depending on, of course, your chart, your life, your energy, you might not feel this as intensely. It might not be something that you're experiencing, but it is an ongoing energy that we're working with through February 2023, and that's because of Chiron's retrograde and where it connects to this 12 degree point off and on, we can also connect it to the 11 degrees of Aries point. So we're in a healing process right now that is going to come up and show you how you're proceeding through that. Now with this energy, it's working with everyone during the Aries new moon, even though it could be working with you more personally if you have planets or points at 11 or 12 degrees of Aries or any of the cardinal signs, 11 or 12 degrees of Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, that's often where we feel the Chiron energy the most is either through conjunctions, squares, or oppositions. And Chiron is showing you more of who you are, but it happens through something that at first feels like a weakening. But the intention of Chiron, especially in Aries, is to release and unravel Anything that isn't really your true self, anything that isn't really connected to your heart, your identity, your needs, and ultimately who you are here to be in this lifetime and how There's damage we collect. There's things that we gather along the way that can be very unconscious. And ultimately, Chiron makes that conscious. Chiron shows you the wounds. Chiron shows you where there can be new courage or strength, but only after a healing period. And when you think about Chiron and Aries, well, Aries rules the head, the eyes, the brain. And then it also is about... Our physical selves, how we show up in our physical bodies. And when there's an injury, you have to rest. You have to allow the healing process to happen. So over this Aries new moon, what I feel is coming up is something that's going to help you check in on your own healing process. And for example, when there's a physical wound and it takes time to heal, there's times when you still have to clean it out right? Pour a little hydrogen peroxide on it. It all bubbles up. Anything that's dirty comes out. It can be like that, where there's something that ultimately gets cleansed, purged, cleaned out, even if it's uncomfortable. But it's meant to show you that you are healing through something because when you're consciously working with these energies, you're in your power, you're understanding this is what I'm going through. This is my journey right now. This is what's coming up for me to be aware of so that I can change it or heal it at a very deep level of my being. Now, I've mentioned before the beautiful work of Barbara Han Clough and her books on Chiron. As Chiron is located between Saturn and and Uranus. And it's a bridge of energy between the Saturn to the Uranus energies. And it's showing you more of who you are. So if you have strong Chiron in your chart, or you're working with Chiron right now personally, please check out her books because it could help you understand more of what you're healing and the soul purpose behind it. Same with Melanie Reinhardt and her book Chiron and the Healing Journey. All of these can provide more specific understandings of what you're moving through. I have found these books to be very validating and supportive of getting the bigger picture and also to help depersonalize it, which is especially true when Chiron is in Aries and it can feel so personal. But ultimately what is happening is that we call in people that show us these wounds so that we can heal them. We call in people who reveal what we need to heal and work on so that we can permanently shift it. So during this Aries new moon, these energies are strong and it was also the case in 2021 where we had the Libra full moon that opposed the sun and Chiron and Aries. So again, I feel like this is an ongoing process. Like there's things you're already working on and maybe this new moon is going to show you exactly what you've healed how far you've come what you have moved through how you've grown and shifted what has changed within you how you've learned to accept yourself more love yourself more what you've been opened up to that maybe at first felt like it was weak especially from an ego perspective because our egos are beautiful things our egos can be healthy confident strong Your healthy ego wants you to be successful, wants you to feel good in who you are and how you show up in the world. So there's a lot of strength that goes into these parts of ourselves that want us to feel confident. And then here comes Chiron and Aries that can feel like it weakens that sense of self at first. It weakens what the ego wants to develop or protect. But this is where we can also be so compassionate and loving to ourselves while also knowing that these energies are helping us be more empowered and accept our own humanness by dropping the shields, the swords, the armor, anything that maybe feels strong to that Aries warrior energy. This is where Chiron takes the warrior off of the field out of battle, and says it's time to rest, it's time to heal, it's time to work on something so that you can return feeling even more powerful and strong when the time is right. Now with Mercury here during this Aries new moon, this is about how you think of the story, how you're perceiving what you're moving through or what you've been through. That Mercury in Aries moves fast, talks fast, has a lot of ideas spinning and moving through. And that is something to be aware of and to manage because Chiron is the stronger energy influence that wants you to slow down, really sit with something and ask yourself, is this true? Is this really what happened? Have I created a story that is a false narrative maybe i can stop and really go into this and rewrite the script so that mercury energy does bring in our mind and what we have spinning in our heads and we're being asked to look at does this really fit you and if not How can you see the story differently? And ultimately, it's rewriting a story or rewriting something so that you see it from a place that supports you. Where again, if you look at it as all of this is designed to help me grow. This is where I am healing in a beautiful way. And sometimes those rewards or manifestations take time to come in. But this is where I am beautifully supported Even when I don't get it, even when I'm in pain, even during the lonely times, the hard times, the intense times, this is where you can go deeper and really go into the fact that you're never traveling alone and this is what your soul exactly wanted to heal in this lifetime. And Chiron does have that influence where it supports you across multiple lifetimes this also goes into the root chakra energies and what needs to be healed around the root chakra which is feeling safe on the planet looking at your own fight or flight instincts looking at where you have an immediate response or reaction to something that perhaps is out of proportion to the situation at hand have you ever experienced that either in yourself or another person, where they get so triggered or they have a conniption fit and you don't get it. You're like, I don't get why this was such a big deal or I don't understand where you're coming from with this because I thought this was small, but to them it's huge, right? it triggers them on a big level or it triggers you on a big level. That would mean there's something much deeper going on. And it could pertain to that unhealed root chakra energy, which is not feeling safe, not feeling secure or grounded in something. Also, that unconscious reaction, again, the anger, lashing out, something really big coming through, and it does more harm than good. So part of our work Our ongoing work is in looking at our energy management around our reactions, our responses, you know, what we're feeling in the present moment because that Aries energy is very much in the moment. It's very much right now, this is the energy I'm feeling and it's quite subjective, but it can also be a beautiful teacher. So there's things here that you could go into around your own patterns, your own habits, around some things that just unconsciously come up for you and you realize, I want to shift this. I don't want this to be how I continue to show up or respond. I don't want to have this energy running through me. And that's another way to look at it is that there could be something deeply unhealed from childhood and because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac it is about the infant it is about your early years in this human body and the wound or the injury could go back to those times in your life or to other times in your life that were very influential to your sense of self. So this could even be going back to when you were 11, 12, 13, when you were 23. I mean, any time in your life, there could be something here that you're really getting to the heart of that you want to change for yourself, for your own best and highest good. And this also feels personal in the sense that it could be things that no one else really knows about you or that only people close to you understand or have witnessed. That's where I'm feeling this energy goes is that We take stock or take inventory over all of our energy and look at the root of something and understand this no longer resonates with me. This isn't really who I am anymore. I'm ready to shift this to have a different response, a different energy running through me, something that maybe feels more grounded, clear and healed so that you're not as easily triggered or you don't have instant conniption fits because something doesn't go your way. And because that Aries energy can be unconsciously selfish, it can have a very limited perspective at times where it's very much all about your own energy, your own perceptions and what you're seeing without connecting to the bigger picture. So this is where we then look at Mars, the ruler of Aries. Mars in Aquarius is the bigger picture, is understanding the higher levels of information. And as this Mars makes a conjunction to Saturn, as I mentioned previously in this episode, there could be a big reality check around yourself, around how you are using your energy, and again, where you want to grow next. So remember that Mars not only is conjunct Saturn, but then makes a square to the North Node and the South Node. So I feel like there's something deeply shifting Within our own karma to ourselves, meaning our own unconscious patterns and habits, you could have a good hard look at yourself. There could be something that you're seeing with the Saturn lens, a full reality check that could just stop you in your tracks and give you a moment of pause to be like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to show up like that anymore. That's not how I want to move through my life which is Mars. So we have some beautiful potentials here that can support our ongoing self-awareness and self-realization process if you're willing to take stock, take inventory, and really be honest with yourself about what's working for you and what's not. And of course, you'll see this through relationships. You'll see this through people who love you, accept you, support you, and then you maybe even will feel it through the other Mars expression of those who disagree or who attack or who want to argue or have fights or don't get it. And I feel like part of both Venus and Mars squaring the North Node and the South Node, it's giving you this choice point of where you want to direct your energy that feels more peaceful. And that would be the North Node in Taurus. So we have choices to make here that are rising up. I'm feeling like so many of you, you already know. You already know. You already feel it. It's not even new. But now there's something to apply. Now there's something that you're further integrating and recalibrating because it's good for you. And I feel this energy coming through that strongly relates to both Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces which we keep talking about, I know, but this is energy that wants you to feel at peace, that wants you to release and let go of anything that feels like that tangled knot of energy where it pulls you into the past, almost like it pulls you into that south node in Scorpio, which can be such intense emotions and actually brings up the lower expressions of Scorpio, which is where we've been betrayed, where we've been manipulated, where we've had losses and we've had to give things to others without it being returned. Uh, this is where we can feel resentment, uh, jealousy. It's almost like there's this heaviness. It can feel like a tar, like a really thick, heavy tar energy that maybe feels stuck in some part of your energy. But a beautiful flushing out is also happening this week as Jupiter in Pisces trines that south node in Scorpio at 23 degrees and it's helping you be complete. There's completions here and there's something that you could even feel you're so done with. It just has this energy of it's not even worth my time. Uh, sort of like when something just feels lifeless to you. It doesn't give you life. It doesn't energize you. It just feels like that heaviness, like that tar. Here comes Jupiter and Pisces, as well as Neptune and Pisces. Flush that out. Goodbye. No thanks. All done. I mean, I feel again, a very strong completion of energies here. Karmic completions, intense emotional completions, a lot of new choices like this doesn't bring me peace, this doesn't feel loving, this doesn't support me. I'm also getting that image of you could understand more around the people who want the best for you, the people who want good things for you versus the people who just want something from you, which can be part of that Scorpio lower vibes of they're looking to get something from you, their own gain. There's something maybe like a obsessive game happening that you just step away from. So certainly do any cord cutting or cord release if this is strong for you, especially around, let's call it 24, 23, 22 degrees of Scorpio, where you're just allowing things to move out of your life because they've run their course. And there's no longer an energetic connection. And I feel like this current cycle we're in doesn't want us to waste energy, doesn't want us to feed something that isn't nourishing, loving, beautiful, kind. I mean, the North Node in Taurus wants you to stabilize yourself, wants you to come back to center, to really ground in to what is true for you that feels peaceful, creative, nourishing, supportive, alive, activates more of that sense of this is energy that feels loving, feels kind, feels nourishing, helps me appreciate my life, my world. Taurus is always about those five senses and what we experience in our earthly environment that feeds us, that makes us appreciate the beauty and harmony at this time, and then also how we feel that within ourselves. So there's a strong simplification process here, and maybe that's one way to look at relationship dynamics. What is simplifying you? What is opening you up? What is correct for you that takes you away from the previous expressions of yourself. And this is where the responsibility always comes in because, you know, we bring in people to show us certain parts of ourselves. And if you see it through that lens of what is this teaching me? How am I growing? How am I learning? When you view it through that lens, you will always be winning, so to speak. You'll always have something that is helping you. So whatever you're letting go of or stepping away from, it's because those are energies that you have dramatically shifted in yourself. You have elevated and healed them and it's easier to let it go. It's easier to just allow something to be complete, to not feed it with your own energy simply because you don't have that energy within yourself that connects to it. You don't have that energy within you That naturally feeds it, which could have been the case, say, a year ago, where it was easy to play in to certain experiences or relationships or things that you felt you had to prove your power or you felt you had to demonstrate your worth or that you had to show up in a certain way for another to see you, love you, accept you. But when we go into more of these deeper parts of ourselves that remind us we're enough that you are seen, loved, and cherished as is, you have no connection to needing to demonstrate or prove anything. And those lower Scorpio vibes will instigate power struggles, will instigate something to look at who's in charge, who has control, who has more power. And if you just kind of throw up your hands, take some steps back and be like, it's not me, sorry, I'm not here to play this game. I'm not available for this, can't do it anymore, don't wanna do it anymore, and I've got other things to do, more important things to do. So there's like this bowing out. What are you leaving? What are you bowing out of? You're just not participating, no thanks. And right there, it's interesting because you could have an internal push-pull with yourself if you've always unconsciously stepped into those dynamics. If you've always felt like, I've got to prove this, I've got to demonstrate, I've got to win, I've got to show my power, whatever it might be. If you've always kind of shown up that way, this could be really interesting where you're stepping away from something and maybe that feels foreign. Maybe it feels like, I've never stepped out of this dynamic. I've always engaged in these energies. And this could be true for you If you have strong Scorpio energy, strong Pluto energy, strong 8th house energies, even strong Mars, Mars being the warrior and a co-ruler of Scorpio. So I feel like this could be a really fascinating time where you see your own growth and you say, wow, it's amazing that I don't even want to get involved in that because for my whole life or for all these previous cycles, I've always shown up to demonstrate my power, but there's something that's elevated here where you know that there's a new connection to your power, a new connection to your choices and to your light where you're like, I don't even have to put energy towards this. And that is huge growth because I know there's nothing with another person that truly requires me to demonstrate my worth. Mic drop. That because people who see you, who get you, are going to just be there in that frequency with you, and they're not going to try to one up you or look at what they can get from you or engage in that lower vibe of who's better, who's richer. That can come up. Money can be very strong when we have the North Node in Taurus, the South Node in Scorpio, who has more money, therefore they must be more powerful. But that isn't this energy anymore. And it's part of the simplification of the North Node in Taurus. And again, hard pass, hard no, that's not for me. So keep an eye on that especially throughout April, because as I said, both Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces are fleshing out what is happening or what has happened with that south node in Scorpio. And you could just feel yourself lightening up a sense of, wow, I have so much more open energy. I have so much more available for what matters to me and what I value because I no longer have any connection to the vampires, the takers, the entitled people, those who think they're going to manipulate or play a game in some capacity. Now, keep in mind, this is good to look at in yourself. If you've been these archetypal energies in some way, if you've been the person who's engaged in power dynamics or something for control, there could be things coming up to your awareness that, again, you're seeing clearly in yourself and you're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't serve me and it doesn't feel like it's even my truth. That south node in Scorpio will connect you to a new truth. And the beautiful irony or the beautiful balancing is that that truth is in the north node in Taurus, which is how you are valuable, worthy, and powerful just as you are. So I have to tell you, I wasn't planning on saying any of this in today's podcast, but I'm trusting this is what needed to come through and what needed to be shared because this is a big energy. And I think it's something that we're going to continue to see and work with through April is that we're going to have some very clear realizations around what's worth our time and energy, what's not, some life changes, especially as Saturn squares the North Node and the South Node, which I will talk about more next week as well as the increasing influence of Jupiter conjunct Neptune and Pisces. So we are still moving through some big energies, but keep in mind, there's so much that you're ready to let go of because of how far you've come and It feels like the other side of April has a lot of openings as well. And of course, that is only weeks away. So know that whatever is coming through you is beautifully on time and that the divine always sees you, always loves you, is always supporting you, especially at a soul level where the divine knows how perfect you are as is, how everything is in divine timing and divine order. And that that can also be a challenge for our human self. That can be a challenge for our minds at times. That can be a challenge for what we want or what we're feeling or sensing. But the more we can work with this divine timing, pace ourselves and go deeper into loving ourselves, that's where, of course, more of the beautiful manifestations and developments show up. Just a reminder that I have a new astrology book coming out May 24th called Awakening Astrology that goes into more of the energies of your five personal planets. And I'm so excited to share this information with you because it's things I haven't talked about publicly before, but I really hope it helps you understand more of your energy and your imprint and what you can develop and grow with those energies. And coming up on April 26th, I'm doing a free workshop on these energies. So if you pre-order the book, you get free access to the workshop. And in the workshop, you're going to get a worksheet, or we're going to go through some things. There's going to be a lot of value here. And by the way, It's going to be new things that I haven't talked about, so I'm not just going to regurgitate what I say on the podcast. So just to let you know, I hope it's worth your time, and if you're of interest, please check it out below because I'm really excited to open you up to even more of what your astrology chart holds for you. So as always, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday with a new episode, as well as new videos for you every Friday on YouTube. You can find out about my latest offerings, courses, and programs over at mollymccord.online and also please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube where I post regularly with a variety of different insights and information. Wishing you a beautiful Aries new moon. May it be healing, enlightening, soothing, and beautiful, especially at a soul level And may this week ahead bring you beautiful insights and clarity around what is best for you now. Thank you so much for joining me, friends. I'll see you back here really soon. Wishing you a beautiful day ahead.